go. What's going on, guys and gals? Welcome once again to the Work Prince Games Cast. This is episode 57. I'm your host, as always, Rob, and I'm being joined by the most flawless producer <laughs> I've ever worked with, where you nothing know, goes wrong. Below. You, you know, when you're just this good. Uh, and you you advertise your podcast, your stream, and everything. You just get everybody to show up, and you know, it's just love. It's just pure love. Uh, I mean, for I, the fans I, that powers this flawless <laughs> live stream. I gotta be honest, man. I saw you going hard on the socials today, and I was I was impressed. I it got me hyped for the podcast. I got in here. You wanted me in the Discord channel at eight thirty, so you could have everything set well, up, so there'd be no problems. Yeah. I got in there at 8.30, 9 o'clock rolls around, and everything is forked. And, 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 the, and the funny part, too, the first 20 minutes was my headphone wasn't working. Yeah. Uh, like, right. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't hear you at all, or if I did, it was, like, extremely small. And then after that, it turned out our entire audio on the live stream was just a mess. It was uh, awful. I mean, it was, it was bad. There was just no way. Yeah. Wait, we kind of went forward with that, so... But it seems like you figured it out in the end. Yeah, I, I, I think so. I, I, I really hope it's coming in uh, well. All so, right, well, yeah. Let's see how this all ends up. Yeah, if it's not, there's not much we could do about it now because we have to get going. There's so much news, as to be expected, considering that we're leading up to E3, my favorite part of the year, honestly. It's one of those things where, for me, it's like Halloween, Christmas... E3, right? Like, that's the order of holidays for me. And so, and then my birthday afterwards, which, of course, everybody celebrates. But anyway, let's go ahead and get into what we've been playing. Uh, Bilal, why don't you kick it off? What have you been playing this past week? Oh, so this week, I haven't been playing too much. I actually tried a bunch of different things. So I got my new LG C1 in, uh, I'm thinking a 48-inch monitor would be a good idea. Not the really realizing... C- so real quick, the C1s, that's this year's model, that's right? This year's because, model. Yeah, because yeah. they went from the C10, and instead of doing C11, they just went back to one. Yeah, naming conventions in tech are still the absolute worst uh, thing yeah. I've ever seen. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, okay, yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, so I got that, I set it up, and tried to use it as a monitor, and it was absolutely um a good mistake because it's great for gaming but using it as an actual monitor is uh quite a it, it's quite daunting <laughs> oh really is yeah. it just too big or what's it, the it, issue it, it, it's really it's really okay. big gotcha. um i imagine it to be around the size of maybe like 35 or like a 38 inch i don't know if 38 is but like that's what i imagined but it, it's really big but gaming on it has been great um I haven't done too much gaming, but I did fire up, finally, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Um, and no old game by today's standards at this point. Uh, but you know, Is this uh, you firing it up for the first time? First I hadn't re- time. Oh, I hadn't realized you hadn't started it at, at all. Yeah, no. Um, I just never got around to it because I ended up diving into the PlayStation exclusives at launch. Uh, and then Valhalla just took uh, uh, just sound aside and then dived into Yakuza Like a Dragon uh, and a few other games that have come out since then. Uh, so, uh, you know, Assassin's Creed Valhalla uh, sat on the sides. And, you know, maybe it was sort of better because I know that game got a bunch of patches uh, in the last couple of, of months. Uh, and the first expansion also released. But, okay, I know, before I even started, I think I got stuck on quality 
at versus resolution for about 20 minutes in that game and i <laughs> yeah. finally settled on quality and i'm very glad i did because okay. at the very end of the day um uh i think the resolution looks really great yeah 60 frames per second is nice but i don't think it's offering me too much more uh in this situation oh like, so okay right so you were yeah. you were going back and forth between quality and performance not oh, performance quality yeah. And resolution. yeah sorry yeah, yeah so i think i think i agree with you i also went back and forth between that because that was something that i think when they first launched they didn't have two separate modes like that yeah i think two separate options like that i can't remember exactly i just remember them making a big deal about when one of the patches coming out that that was now in there and it might have just been that now the 60 frames per second was also at 4k but it was like a checkerboard upscale something along those lines right so it was fake 4k whatever the yeah. the reasoning be i went back and forth and i think i i ended up with the same thing as you where yeah it was nice having a solid 60 frames per second the entire time but even having a solid 30 frames that doesn't dip but at 4k in a game like assassin's creed where we're not talking about necessitating twitch not, reflexes yeah it's not demon souls like demon right. souls i 60 frames all the way uh right. when it comes to valhalla I, come on i could just mash rb and right trigger and i'm fine <laughs> like they gave me a shield and i was like i don't need this <laughs> yeah i mean that game is absolutely gorgeous too i mean i think that's one of its best qualities mm -hmm. and, yeah, and it's yeah like that opening cutscene is absolutely amazing it's the the performance work they've done the voice acting for even like some of the side characters it, it looks great um one thing and this is probably more of a me problem than just general populace those games are the last couple actually i've gotten every achievement in that game and that means doing every almost every single thing in that game valhalla right from the get-go has introduced like your wealth, there's treasure to find, there's artifacts and mysteries to come across, there's random side of quests, and there's already too much, and I'm only two hours in, and I, I'm just like, I have to mainline this, otherwise I'm just never going to finish this game. Uh, and that's becoming quite clear uh, from the get-go. Um, I don't know if this is... this. I think this is going to be something I pick up and play every now and then, maybe like half hour, hour here and there uh, between major releases. Um, but uh, other than that, it you know, I, I'm kind of glad to be back uh, to climbing, you know, synchronizing my viewpoints and uh, looking out. <laughs> um, I mean, Ubisoft makes a great open world, uh, and I'm excited to check out more of that. Yeah, it's funny because I still weirdly get excited synchronizing points. Even though we've been doing this now for 11 years, 12 years, however long the Assassin's Creed franchise has been going on, and I, every time I, I do it, I do take that moment to kind of look out and admire everything that they've put into these open worlds and just think about like, like how far these games has come. And it's funny, I feel like every Assassin's Creed game I play, and granted, this happens with all games throughout time, is I kind of feel like, oh, they can't make this world look any better, right? Yeah. Like, there's no, how do they keep making it look better? And yeah, I, I also think that that game is very good at letting you mainline it actually more so than some of the past ones. Okay. And you know, you're going to obviously the nature of those games is there are going to be situations where you come across some side story or some side quests and you will have to do one here and there. But I think for the most part, the side quests are also fairly engaging. Now they're not on the level of say a Witcher three where every side quest in that is its own little 
novella, right? Yeah. It's own little story. Essentially. Yeah. And whereas this kind of tries to do that. And so I think I think you have a good time. I think it's perfect for those who want to stick to it and have that be their main game throughout. And those who, like you want to do, who just want to pop in, complete one um, mission, or even, I, I don't know how far you are, but the whole basis of the game is kind of forged, and this isn't a spoiler necessarily, it's fairly early on, but you're building your settlement, but you're also building relationships with other tribes and communities in in the land. And so that also gives it a kind of like, okay, I'll just do this one section. You know, it, it gives it chapters. Yeah. Right? And so I think it, it's good about that. Um, but what else What else have you been playing? Um, outside of that, I did delve back into a little bit more of Judgment. Uh, not too much more to say on that. I was getting my PS5 ready for the Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrade, which required downloading the PS4 game, uh, which is like about 80-something gig- gigs, uploading the save file, and then having to delete the PS4 version. Uh, and the PS5 version's not even available for preload until the game comes out on Thursday. So, so- that entire process <coughs> it absolutely sucks. Uh, Sony, I hope Sony has some sort of answer to it soon um, because I don't want to download a 100 gig game every time <laughs> to transfer my save. Okay, I need to put my phone away because I made the mistake of telling some of my friends that I was live and now they won't leave me alone. <laughs> they, I mean, if they want to comment on the Twitch chat, we'll, we'll, we'll see them. <laughs> we'll uh, see yeah. them there. Um, I do have it open. I gotta, I gotta avoid not looking over constantly. <laughs> um, I, I might not be getting the latest ones, so that's in, oh, there we go. Refresh chat. Okay, there we go. Um. Okay. So what else? Um. Other than that, last night. I became an Apex Legends champion. I carried, <laughs> I carried the team with a, the total damage of 47. Uh, th- that's quite a high number, is it, Rob? Uh, yeah, well... <laughs> All right, let's get into it. So, uh, you hopped on fairly late last night, actually. Yeah, like 1 a.m. I told Taylor to be and, back late. Yeah, no, I mean, and I I had actually been waiting for you. And so I had told Taylor earlier on that I wanted to play some Apex. And so when you hopped on, that was a perfect opportunity. We switched over. And it definitely, you could tell that you had some ring rust that it had been oh, a while. 100%. <laughs> since you had um, gotten into a few matches. But, I mean... Even after those first few matches, you, it was ev- evident that you started getting your footing and stuff. And while, yes, the one game, that, the final game we did play, the one game that we did win, you did only have, you know, 43 damage, 47 damage, whatever it was. Uh, the match before that, you had pit up some numbers and you had clutched a, a few fights. So it's not a situation yeah, where... And that's where we played Arena because uh, right. I think you and Taylor were not a fan of uh, the map that was in rotation uh, for the Battle Royale uh, mode. And so we jumped into Arena, which made me so much more comfortable with the weapons. Uh, it was able to just, you know, if you played Valorant, it, you're, you're, you'll know exactly what Arena mode is like. You buy your weapon, or even, what was it, Counter-Strike? Um, yeah. So you buy your weapon, you buy your abilities at the beginning of the round. Uh, best, it's first to three, uh, which I really enjoy because I do not, I really do not want to go to a round of 13 in a, where I'm just getting swept. Um, 
Yeah, so it yeah it got me comfortable, and then I think for that last game, even though I didn't do much damage, I felt great in terms of like what I could and couldn't do on how to play the characters. No, and I think Arena is great, not just for that, getting familiar with it, but I also think, like me and Taylor were getting frustrated, mostly because of the map that was in the rotation at that mm -hmm. time, and it's good to just break up and, and kind of reset when you are getting frustrated with the battle royale, I do think that is different enough while still having that apex flavor that it does give me that like quick hit of what I would want from just playing apex. Now it doesn't get me the same adrenaline rush necessarily as winning a battle royale and winning a, a 30 team or, or 20 team battle royale, but it still breaks up the flow. Um, and I, I really, really enjoy it. I mean, I think that I want to see Apex Legends introduce even more modes now after seeing this one. Now, granted, I'm sure this mode took a lot of work, but the fact that they were able to do this and it is as good as I think it is um, just, again, reinforces the amount of confidence I have in Respawn as developers and Apex Legend as a platform, not just as a game. Yeah, I, I, I think <laughs> I, I think it was, you know, season four or five where they also had maybe it was a later season six where they also had some PVE like chapters that you could do with a squad where there was no other human players. And they were basically just really short bite sized story levels that you would see in like a single player level, although even shorter than a typical uh, single player games level would be. And I just want them to do something like that as well in the Apex universe. I mean... In the Titanfall universe, I should say, because that's where Apex comes from. I, Whether it be Titanfall 3 or whether it be an open world Far Cry Saints Row the Third type game or something like that with these characters, I, I would be all about it. Yeah. yeah and uh, it's there was a lot jumping back. And one of the questions <laughs> Taylor and you asked me was like, oh, so what season did you uh, stop playing? And I was like there weren't seasons when I stopped playing. Right. Uh, and, like, even when I went into the Legends screen, there were just so many new characters um, that, you know, you have to either pay for or unlock by grinding out the currency in the game. Um, you know, and I had some currency left over from the previous time, so I bought a couple of characters. But, yeah, it, it, it's really cool. Um, it feels good. And on the TV, uh, like, the field of view update, just being able to ex expand that. I couldn't even imagine, like, what it would be to play, like, with a smaller screen. So it's kind of cool seeing that option pop in to more um, first-person shooters on consoles. So, uh, you know, I, I'm actually really excited to play more. All right, good. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I'm, that makes me excited because I'm always looking for more people to play. It's one of those things where I was talking to somebody earlier today. I do think that is my, like, forever game right and actually it's funny just to transition a little bit into like what i've been playing lately is that i find myself playing these two three four five year old games these games that i keep coming back to and i was kind of thinking about how when i was younger and even for the most part today i'm very much the kind of gamer where i play a game i move on to the next one I play a game, I move on to the next one. And with single player games, that continues to be the case. And even some multiplayer games, like say your Call of Duty multiplayer suites, not necessarily the Battle Royales, but the, the multiplayer suites. And I'm starting to realize something that I think MMO players realized 20 years ago is that 
now we're getting games that are continually updating they're continually adding content and why wouldn't you want to go back to a game to that you love actually playing it when a game is actually fun to play mm -hmm. and then they continue to add new experiences for you and new content it is exactly why i keep coming back to these games i mean apex is a perfect example especially adding an entirely new mode to the battle royale then there's also i keep going back to dead by daylight which is adding new killers all time new survivors new perks changing up Did, kind of the gameplay mechanics yeah. and some of the some of the meta that's going on and they're doing a great job of bringing in these licensed properties i mean we're getting next week the resident evil chapter and, and that's got me back into it and excited about playing it again and you see this uh, across the board these days i mean it's why rainbow six siege continues to be such a big game especially considering how when it came out, it kind of just flopped. You know, it was, it was almost DOA, if we're being honest. I remember playing it, yeah. thinking that there was the something reviews there. Were, yeah, the reviews were for it were <coughs> middling for the most part. People were like, eh, d d this game's all right, um, whatever. And then slowly but shortly, like so people stuck with it. The improvements came um, and with the seasons. Uh, you know, it started off slow. Uh, but it eventually got there, and then it, there was a groundswell behind it. Uh, yeah. it, it, it it's re it, it, it's really strange to see, but like it's something. I, like like I can't put my finger on it. Was it Fortnite that really brought upon this season's battle pass thing, or was Ubisoft already doing this with their games, where they were already reiterating on it? Because I feel like the timing was around the same period. I I think Ubisoft Ubisoft was already. Yeah putting the time in and kind of sticking to I think what Fortnite did make the battle pass whether they're the first one to do it but to make the seasons and the battle pass popular they were the first ones and honestly they have been the best at laying down actually they've been very good at being flexible right they've been yeah. good at not just introducing new concepts and, and kind of going out there and bringing about all these crossovers with different properties whether they be television or movies or video games and actually i think we're going to talk about this a little bit more later but also they've done a good job at recognizing where other games are doing what other games are doing well and then or, implementing yeah. that right and knowing what pop culture their user base is into and monopolizing off that uh you know there's like they did the cool did some really cool stuff with like that season of the with the bounty hunters and uh you know they brought it was that last season it was like kratos and master chief or two seasons ago yeah like, it was they, two seasons ago yeah, yeah. yeah and they, so yeah sorry i was just gonna say so somebody in the chat ng in the chat actually pointed out that there are ways that there there's companies that are doing it right ubisoft being probably the best but there are some companies that don't do it right where they just continue to pump in content without actually having an ear to what the community wants and i think that's where the balance comes in you can't just keep pumping in content and expect something to go well i mean at least look at companies like ea look at like square enix as much as i personally enjoy avengers there is content that the community wants to see that's just not being brought into that game yet and i understand that this year is a weird year with the pandemic and stuff like that. But, and I think I talked about this maybe four or five episodes ago. 
you have to not just have an ear to what the community wants, but you also have to be kind of transparent and at least communicative. If you're not going to be fully transparent, you should be communicative. And so things like, um, you know, Dead by Daylight, I mean, Fortnite teases things all the time and they're pretty open with their not just patch notes, but what also what their roadmaps are uh apex is actually fantastic mm-hmm. uh respawn has done a great job by putting out videos constantly on youtube just speaking with the devs and speaking not just about what they're doing but why they're doing it and what the idea and the concept is behind it and how they see that impact in the game and why why they do that and why that change is actually going to make it a better experience and i think for the most part they've done uh, a great job with that where not everybody has um yeah. that being said and, and, oh, no, go ahead sorry yeah i was gonna say one of the um like, like our discussion with outriders uh, when we first talked about it we were like what's the roadmap for this game but it was just it was just like here's everything this we, we're not really working on anything else yeah. right now we're gonna have to we're gonna gauge what the uh, community says and it's just yeah. like i wish there was a roadmap because like that game is great but i i have no urge to go back to it now because there's nothing to work towards or uh nothing else that's coming out for it yeah, no, I agree 100%. Yeah. I would love if they announced, especially this past month where we weren't having a ton of big titles being released and it seems like we're ramping up to having some more over the next few months. Or this week. This yeah. week is a huge week in gaming. Uh, and, and so, I mean, I would have loved to have had a reason to go back to that game. And I still, listen, if they come out with some content and they announce, they announce anything, honestly, I'm going to give it a look because I did enjoy playing that game so much. I think fundamentally it is just pure fun. Honestly, I think that's the thing they, they did best. Um, besides that, I've also been playing a kind of surprise hit for me, which is super animal Royale. Have you seen this at all? All right. So I I saw you guys playing it last night. I jumped (gasps) up the game pass to see what's there and I grabbed it and I watched the trailer and I, I think it was part of like a Nintendo Direct or something recently. Yeah. I could be completely wrong, but I remember seeing a trailer for this. It looks wild. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what, what what exactly is it that you're doing in this in okay. Super Animal Royale? So for those who are familiar with this game, it just recently released on console and it is part of Xbox Game Pass. I'm not sure if it, you need to have Ultimate or just regular Game Pass, but it's one of the perks is that you kind of get the the starter version of the game. I think normally the game is like $10 because it is also in preview. So it is in what the Xbox version of early access. And what it is, is it is a battle Royale where you play as these cartoon animals, picking up guns and other weapons and, and killing each other. But it's from a top down perspective. So it is very much, the combat is very much like a twin stick shooter where you're moving with the left stick and aiming with the right stick um, in a circle like you would in a twin stick shooter. And it takes a little bit of getting used to. Now, I mean, immediately the art style kind of grabs you because it does look like, it doesn't look like a cartoon as much as it looks like a children's book. This is what the the animals look like. So when you see these animals and they're rolling and they're throwing grenades and they're shooting AKs and, and shotguns at you, it does grab you almost right away. The controls take some getting used to, but the moment we got a hang of it and started getting into a flow of it, it you could hear the smiles 
in our voices as us mid thirties, you know, group of guys are are playing this game together. And we've gotten to a point where we've gotten pretty good actually. Earlier today I, I was playing and me and two friends were playing squads, Phil, so we had a rando because it is four players to a squad. And we won something like five or six matches in a row. And so I see Bilal right now trying to trying to bring it up. So yeah. At least you can see. I, I, I'm trying to, uh, <coughs> yeah, a lot of this got lost in the pre-work, but I got this. Just keep, keep on going. Right. I got this in the background. Uh, but yeah, and there is a ton to unlock in the game, not just uh, cosmetics and skins. I mean, I guess all of it is, is cosmetic, but also the characters that you play as, these different animals. So as you level up, you unlock the ability to find animal DNA to craft these uh, new characters, these new animal skins. And so like right now, for example, I'm playing as a blue songbird and my one friend is playing as a panda. And I think we have uh, a dog or a fox on the team as well. And so, yeah, you can see it. You can see kind of the art style right here. And this art style is what it looks like in the game as well. <coughs> Granted, from a more top-down perspective. But... Um, apologies if you hear my dogs in the background. So uh, you actually jump out of a, a giant bird? Yeah, you jump out of an eagle. Yeah, that has a kind of a, a bus on its back. And then you land. I mean, it really is a top-down twin-stick shooter battle royale. And it is so much fun. I don't understand how there wasn't more excitement and talk about this game prior to it. And maybe I just missed it. I do believe I, I do remember one of the YouTube channels that I watch, I do believe they they played it at, at one point because I think it was available on PC even prior to that. But it is, I mean, it's just it is so much fun. I I I am so pleasantly surprised, and I can't praise it enough and recommend it enough. I mean, if you, I think even people who are interested in the concept of battle royale but aren't very good at your traditional whether it be third person or first person shooter i think this is a game that almost anybody can actually play and and do well in. and again just like any battle royale it is much better when you're playing with friends and communicating with friends it does have a solo mode a duo mode and a squad which is four players and yeah. it's rob will carry you the victory player. well <laughs> not i mean not 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 always uh but i'll try and so I, I, I highly, highly recommend this. Um, and that's all for what I've been playing. I mean, that's the big new game I've been playing this week. As you mentioned earlier, we are getting some more games. I'm really excited about the release on Friday. Uh, Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart coming out. It's already getting great reviews. There's something else coming out Friday. that Oh, Guilty Gear Strive. Okay. I'm yeah, also Gear excited about. PC? Or... PlayStation. I'm gonna play it on on PlayStation. It, is there crossplay by any chance? I don't know off the top of my head. Are you okay, gonna, are you gonna get it on PC? I was thinking about getting it on PC because I got this big beautiful monitor or TV over yeah, here. Yeah, right, right, right. And I just I just want to push it to its limit and see what it can and can't do. I don't uh, know. Well, we'll figure that out between the the, the two of us. Yeah. Uh, later on, uh, as for now, let's go ahead and get right into the news. All right. So this you want to yes, this first one? Yeah, so this next piece of news that came out actually came what was it? The day after we recorded last week's episode. Yeah. I, like all the news dropped last week 
uh, when it came to uh, post-podcast news. I mean, last week was already pretty busy, so I'm not surprised that we didn't get... Uh, that there was even more that th- this week. Yeah. Uh, and so No Man's Sky is getting another free update, which dra- dramatically uh, updates the world and the game. Uh you know, it, you know, the patch notes include, and this is like a big look and feel. So there's reflections uh, now added to the game. Fur, flying pets, refractions uh, in like the glass, rain and weather, which uh, I'm surprised wasn't in there before. Um, based off of a lot of the preview trailers uh, before the game initially came out. They added more stars to the universe because apparently there weren't enough before. Uh, Bite Beat expansion, which I believe is like the music in that game. Parallax occlusion mapping, new warp effects, improved photo mode, new particle effects, um, DLSS, uh, which is the deep learning uh, super sampling, which helps you know with better picture quality or better resolution, uh, and it increased uh, biome detail. Uh, they have a giant list of uh, patch notes over on uh, their site, but it's actually really cool to see this game just continue to get more and more uh free updates uh I, you know I, I think at some point they should just charge start charging for an update because it's kind of ridiculous at this point i mean yeah this is one of those things that we were talking about earlier this is the perfect yeah. example of a game that came out and on release it was met with mediocre middling to negative um comments and feedback from the community because it was a situation where they had promised so much and delivered not quite on what they had promised and so to see them even with the last big update that they had revealed it seemed like the conversation about no man's sky had already been changing and and when this came out this news came out i saw nothing but positive feedback on it so it does once again go to show that when a developer actually believes in what they have and they continue to support it then you can these games can have long tails on them right yeah it's it's an incredible recovery yeah. uh tail they there's no reason for them to continue to support this i think we're well, take look at anthem uh i know ng in chat mentioned ea earlier anthem was a game that i think people would have loved to come back to yeah would have uh, i mean lo- i know like, i, I would have yeah uh the flying was great in that game i wish there were just some really deep down core values uh, uh, that just did not make sense. Uh, like you couldn't change weapons in the middle of a mission, uh, just having returned to the hub and then go back out for uh, your next mission. Like you just couldn't stay out in that world and continue the story. Uh, but there was something there that was really interesting. And, you know, EA, you know, passed on it uh, for recovering that game. And it, it kind of sucks because, I think that game deserved a second shot, at least. I uh, I, I agree a hundred percent. But yeah. speaking of this game, have you ever actually gone into No Man's Sky and spent any time with it? Because every time they release one of these updates, I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm finally, I'm finally gonna do it. I'm finally gonna go so, in. <laughs> so that's like me in Minecraft. Uh, I I, <laughs> I swear every time I'm gonna do it, but then I realize, I I don't like gathering resource games because I don't know how to make the fun by myself. They yeah, can be, right. They, they can be methodical. Uh, I did play Valheim for a bit with my cousin uh, over 
the winter or fall and i we really enjoyed it just like building a cabin getting resources hunting uh so maybe i've come around to the genre but um i'm really like i would check it out i like i think if we can get a even if it's just me or you just like one other person i think it'll make a big difference in terms of covering or just like you know experiencing what the game has to offer okay um Let's go ahead and get into the next story. The next one, fairly simple. Nintendo announces Nintendo Direct E3 2021 for Tuesday, June 15th at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern. Now, this is, I think this weekend actually is when we get our first taste of the press conferences for E3, correct? Yep. And so, as Nintendo is wont to do, they are going to be kind of the last ones to get out there and have their information and, and their say and it seems like their focus is it's going to be a, uh around forcibly yeah yeah 40 minutes of info focused exclusively on software mostly releasing in 2021 for the nintendo switch system which kind of pits a little bit of you know damper on the whole nintendo switch pro news uh, do you think that they actually stick to it being exclusively on software you think this is just so that at the very end they can announce it or do you think we get an announcement either before or after regarding new hardware revision i i don't know at this point um oh what happened here they saying they can't hear me hello uh i mean i still uh, i still hear you okay. you're still coming yeah, well, on the well, podcast well, yeah i'll check tricast to make sure i think it's good there yeah. um but i don't know uh what's going on with that i really hope we can i really hope we can continue to get some sort of update on it because the hardware stuff has been taking forever it's yeah. been uh, it, it, you know it's been rumored there's been parts leaks people uh, uh, you know even people that are fairly reputable uh have you know chimed in on it so i don't know what else nintendo can be waiting for at this point yeah and listen when i talk about companies and developers being more open and communicative with the community and the player base that goes for these first parties as well and it goes for hardware i think that the longer they kind of don't say anything about yeah. this stuff the more frustrating it becomes uh yeah let's go and, ahead and no, yeah, and, and and so I I am hoping that through all this that we actually get some serious announcements because I think nin- uh, Nintendo has been one to uh, I haven't like like I want good first party stuff I don't want to like I'm excited for Mario Golf later this month but I really I want to see their heavy hitters like we I want to hear about Bayonetta three I want to hear about Metroid Prime. Like, I know we were talking about Shin Megami Tensei later in the news because that info leaked. But, like, I want to see the stuff that's coming to this console that, uh, like, where's the breath of the wild? Are we going to get another Mario? Um, so, nice. right. So, I I would imagine that we're mostly going to be here about things that we already know. So, we know that Breath of the Wild 2 is coming. We know that Mario Golf. We also know Bayonetta 3. Splatoon 3, because that was already announced, what, back at the Video Game Awards? And mm-hmm. 
I I imagine that's mostly going to be what the focus is. I think if Metroid Prime Four or whatever it's called is still being worked on, I know there was that talk about them having basically start from scratch on that. But I think this is when we finally hear it. I don't imagine that, and I I could be wrong, and I would love to be wrong. I don't imagine that with this many tentpole games for them already out there in the ether with us knowing about them i don't see us getting the next mario announced at this year's e3 i think that is something that maybe we get uh at the at next year's e3 and if we do get something like that it's really just going to be the smallest uh, of teasers now if they're going the route of basically doing a mario game in the style of odyssey or what was the one that was just bowser's fury yeah that was a surprise 3d world yes and so yeah. i think if they're going to do something in the style of that then there is a chance that we get some some news and maybe some gameplay footage of it but if we're talking some new iteration in the franchise that innovates i don't think we're going to see anything like that i i, I think just i just my I, in my gut, I just feel like there's already too much that we know about when it comes to what Nintendo has in the pipeline that mm-hmm. we don't have concrete details on that I don't see them adding more to that pile. Now, you know, I, I could be wrong, but I think my expectations are such that we're just going to get more news on things that we are already know about and are already expecting. Yeah, because they've used their and one more thing. Um surprise at the end of their um eat you know at their end of their directs and stuff to do breath of the wild 2 to do um i guess platoon 3 yeah but uh, yeah like you said unless they are revealing a new ip i don't see anything else that they are gonna announce especially after a pandemic year so let's see uh june 15th at lunchtime on the east coast yeah it's funny i you know i talked about how E3 is kind of like a holiday to me. I'm literally mm-hmm. treating it like a holiday where this weekend my wife knows I'm occupied during the time of these press conferences. We're having some friends come over on Sunday. And one of the reasons I invited them is because the husband and I play video games together. And he asked when we were going to get news on kind of some of Microsoft's new stuff and Halo's thing. I was like, look, if you and your wife come by to go swimming, then at 1 p.m. we can run inside and hang out for an hour and a half and watch the press conference. And he was like, I'm totally in. And so <laughs> I'm really, really, really excited for this weekend. And yeah. I can't wait for next week's podcast, which is definitely going to be like eight hours long because of hopefully because of all the great news that we get. There's a part of me that's like, do we do something after the press conference? It's just that with next week's podcast, is it uh, something that nearly kills us? I mean, we can, um, we can talk about it. I wouldn't be completely yeah. opposed to it. If I wasn't yeah. having people come over all weekend, basically, uh, both mm-hmm. days we've got people coming by, I would say that we could actually do live reacts now that you've gone yeah. through all of this work. Uh, well, you know, by the time uh, by by the time we get the stream started, it would be uh, post react. Yeah, to right. The live stream. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> that does seem um, to be our our current pattern. I'll get this all figured out one of these days. Um, no, but uh, yeah, no. Even my sister, she's in town, and she's like, "Hey, let's do something on Sunday." And I was like, "I'm sorry, but that's E3." Um, <laughs> I'm like, "That's a holiday." <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, uh, even like uh, for work, the ones like Nintendo's like, even though it's a pre- it's at lunchtime, 
and it's only 40 minutes, as they said, I blocked off like 90 minutes just to be safe. Uh, just so I can talk uh, to some folks and just be excited, um, you know, just bask in that glow, taking uh, others' takes and, uh, you know, check out some of that Treehouse live stream that will be coming after. Yeah, luckily I just checked now. I don't have court that day next week, so I'm good to go. I'll be watching that as well. <laughs> um, All right. So the next story. Yeah, the next bit of news we have is Microsoft is set to unveil the next version of Windows on June 24th. Uh, they and some of the imagery that they have teased regarding this, I think you're bringing it up right now. If yeah. you scroll down a little, uh, scroll yeah, bring it down a little bit. If yeah. you if you look right there, the light being reflected in from the window, actually just on the image, the light being reflected in oh. on the window isn't an accurate represent, representation of how the light would come through because the cross <laughs> beam on that window isn't being shown. So it basically looks like an eleven, right? So, oh. yes, so this is very much my expectation and my, my prediction is very much that we are going to see the announcement of Windows 11. And I always thought when it came to Windows 10 that they were, that was kind of going to be their forever Windows, but maybe I was wrong in the expectation. Um, I mean, I think it's hard to make money on forever Windows. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I, do, uh, I do think that... Most of what we're going to see is going to be visual improvement, right? To kind of uh, modernize the current experience that we have with the UI, etc. I am actually excited about this. I know this is just tangentially video game related, you know, for most of us who, for those of us who play video games on PC, it it does matter the the what Windows does with their OS. I also hope that they do make and there's you know. Right here in the article you're bringing up, they're talking about some updates to Windows Store. And that is something that I do hope to see, considering that the Xbox Game Pass is kind of built on top of that for PC. And yeah. so I'm hoping they just make things just easier and smoother and more in line with kind of what Steam and, and other storefronts do. And, and one of the things, uh, yeah, Windows Store has been like one of the big focus points because... It has been a nightmare. I remember when Gears 4 came out, I was like, I have a strong enough PC. I'll play this on PC and Xbox because there was crossplay. I downloaded it and it didn't work. Like it, it, the download would just like continue, continually download. It would like go past the 90 gigs and it, the file would just be corrupt. It took me five tries to download this 90 gig game. And could you just imagine, like, if I had a bandwidth cap? And, like, even now, it's still not great. I had uh issue back in December where I couldn't launch any of my Windows Store uh, um, games that I did have. Uh, that, you know, they were cross-play games uh, that, you know, I bought the game on Xbox. It was available on Windows Store as well for Windows 10. Yeah. And when I went to go launch it, it, would just, it just wouldn't work. And my wife was using the TV, so I couldn't use the Xbox. So in order to finally get this to work, I had to reformat my entire PC just to get Windows Store to work. Uh, because there's nothing online. Other people had run into the same issue. And the Windows forums, like those helpers, give you, like, the most basic <laughs> troubleshooting. It's, it, like troubleshooting anything and finding a windows forum for it is it, it's absolutely useless it's it, it tends to be the windows tech replying with like did you try restarting your computer yeah. or like yeah. changing the sound settings like it's like no and then you 
if, if you're lucky, the guy that initially had a problem troubleshooted it themselves and fixed it uh, and uh, posted a comment uh, just updating everybody. Or you go on a YouTube, like, you know, just rabbit hole trying to figure it out. So it, it's always interesting when a new Windows comes out, especially when you're PC gaming. Like, I am excited for a new Windows store, but I also want to make sure... It doesn't break everything. Yeah. It doesn't break everything. Performance is good. Like, I just got all the streaming stuff working. <laughs> I don't know if it will work on Windows 11. So, uh, but I'm excited to see what, what they have coming out because I work in IT. A new Windows means many more things in um, my field. So, uh, I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I listen, I... I've actually been pretty lucky that I haven't had some of those issues when it comes to the Windows Store, but I've heard so many stories about it. And and not for nothing, even without those kind of like computer breaking issues, we'll say, or game breaking issues, it's still not the best experience as a whole. So mm-hmm. if they can make some changes to that, I mean, I'm, I'm obviously all for it. Speaking yeah. of some big changes or at least some big transitions, uh, Valorant has been announced for phones and mobile platforms. Now, there's not going to be any crossplay. Yeah, as you see, not going to be any crossplay. Uh, yep. I I just don't understand how. And granted, I don't understand how most shooters work on mobile. If I'm being honest, I try to play with touchscreen over and over again, and I I just end up sticking to the ones that allow me to use an external controller. But something like this, where I already struggle in this game because of the way that Bloom works and stuff like that. Um, and shooting works in this game. <coughs> Excuse me. To play with the mouse and, and keyboard. I have no idea how this is going to play on mobile. Yeah. That being said, Riot has done a fantastic job so far when it comes to pitting games on mobile. So I'm very ready to eat crow and talk about how this is actually really, really well done. But I just... I don't understand how this is going to work or be a thing. Yeah, if if it supports controllers, great. But I don't... I, the mobile market is just huge. Like, you look at, like, at countries like India wh- where the population is huge. People don't have access to... They have access to phones, so kids just get together and play. Like, true, I remember true. reading art- articles where they banned like i think call of duty mobile or uh pubg just because it was absolutely taking over kids lives it was like all they were doing and they're like we we have to ban this game um kind of you know kind of overreaction but like i get it um so yeah uh they did a great job with wild rift i think they'll nail it with valorant uh i mean yeah i i i have outside of the fact that i personally can't see this game working or or being fun on mobile (laughs) i also have no reason to doubt them because they do have a very good track history when it comes to porting things to mobile yep all right let's get on to the next story uh kind of a big story well not kind of a big story and, and something that we touched on a little bit last week was the games coming out of uh Sony PlayStation first party. And actually the thing we touched upon it was whether or not we thought Horizon Forbidden West was actually going to release this year. Well, now we know that at least the next God of War is definitely being pushed to 2022. Uh, um I didn't even realize this was a 2021 game. Yeah, I, uh, until I saw this news and I was scratching my head because 
how? <laughs> right. So I think that was one of the things where they had announced this kind of during that hype reveal for the PlayStation 5 and the games that were coming to that. And I do remember seeing the teaser for it where they had the God of War symbol with the Norse runes ran over and it said like uh, Ragnarok is coming. Right. And then it had a 2021 date as the only date on that. And at that time, similar to what I thought would happen with Horizon Forbidden West, is I thought we were going to get the Uncharted Lost, um, uh, what's that one spinoff called? Of the... Um, of Uncharted. The one with the Chloe? Yeah, the one with Chloe. Mm. Oh my god. Now, I, you know what it is? I thought we were going to get the Miles, the Spider-Man Miles Morales version of these mm-hmm. games where we it's a fantastic game miles spider-man miles morales is one of my favorite games from last year actually but it is a tighter more focused smaller entry in that in that franchise and so i thought that's what we get out of for uh, horizon forbidden west and i thought that that's what this next god of war would end up being is this mm-hmm. you know maybe 15 hour 12 hour uh god of war game Instead of, you know, I think the last God of War, what was that, like 25 or more, depending on how in-depth you got into it and how much side stuff you did. And so, not hearing anything about it, (coughs) excuse me, leading up to this, did make me say for sure that God of War was going to end up getting pushed to 2022. And it's kind of nice to know now for sure that is the case. Now... Yeah, it would have been nice if we could have gotten it this year. But at the same time, I also want this game to be the best possible game it could be. Uh, I think that, you know, God of War is one of the best games. The the last God of War was one of the best games of the last generation. And so mm. for them <laughs> to, you know, I, I want them to have as much time as they feel is necessary to give us something that's, better than what they gave us before and i think that should be and it probably is the goal for every studio uh, when they're working on a franchise uh as part of this though we also found out that uh horizon forbidden west is not confirmed is not guaranteed to be this year it was um What's his name? Herman Holst, right? This is, is his name. He had said that while they are shooting for 2021, they he's not willing to commit to that. And so I'll say it again. I very much think that this is either a November game or it is a February 2021 game when we talk about yep. Horizon Forbidden West. Oh, 2022, you mean? Uh, 2022, yes. Uh, uh, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I can't believe it's already. We're halfway through 2021. Yeah. Um. And then, yes, then there was this story as well, which is a a crazy... And I understand why this is a big story, even though I don't think it should be as well. So, God of War sequel, whether it be called God of War Ragnarok or whatever the name ends up being, and Gran Turismo 7 are also coming to the PlayStation 4 as well as the PlayStation 5. This got... I saw this on Twitter, and I saw people in arms upset about how it's going to basically lower the quality of the ps5 ports because they also have to be able to make it run on the ps4 which the is base PS4, yeah which is which is which is kind of nuts when you consider that they just came out and talked about for, uh, horizon forbidden west and talked about where the differences would be 
between those games and that yes the ps5 version is going to be superior yes you are getting the same you know basic game and, and story and, and gameplay but you are going to see significant upgrades and improvements in the ps5 version now on the other hand you also saw a lot of talk of well it's going to be a cyberpunk situation where it's going to run fine on these newer generation but choke the old systems and i i just don't understand where people can look at pc gamings where those games have to run on so many different variations of hardware configurations and not recognize that developers are can and do port these games on different platforms and, and still have them look fantastic right and still play well <coughs> yeah like Excuse me. i remember doom uh someone tried running doom on a low spec pc and it's possible oh, what happened there it's possible like it doesn't look great but you can run doom eternal on a low spec uh uh, a PC, and, and so yeah, you know, it, it's like there's trade-offs. Not everybody can afford the newest console or get their hands on one at this point, and I think that's one of the reasons uh, why they've decided to move away towards um, uh, and more towards you know having cross-gen titles. Cross-gen titles. I know, uh, I know, Jim Ryan, who I'm gonna switch over to this really quick. The countdown screen who i in the top right put this picture of kratos looking at jim ryan saying earlier this year or last year we believe in generations <laughs> essentially yeah. a quote saying uh you know all our new titles are going to come out on the new console they won't be cross generation like microsoft <laughs> which is a terrible take um you know it's you know in hindsight probably not the best thing to say at the time but i mean i get what he was going for but at the end of the day the more people that can get their hands on your game, the better. Um, I mean, listen, uh, it, it makes great business sense. And as someone pointed out mm -hmm. in the chat, it's not just a cost thing, but there are so many people who can't get their hands on the PS5 because of supply constraints. And so why would you release your biggest titles to a smaller player base if you can still hit these you know, millions and millions of other players? And not for nothing, the people who are kind of were upset, worried about the integrity of these these ports because they would be held back by the old versions. Not for nothing, but the God of War on PS5 right now with the updates they have made and stuff like that looks like a current gen game. Right? I mean that Even game Borderlands three, which is a last generation game, yeah. looks amazing. Yes. Um uh, it, it looks like a next gen game uh, with the update. It, it, like I, I don't know I I feel like gamers like to complain uh, every chance they get. I mean, some, some of it's warranted, but, like, come on. I, the games aren't going to suffer. I mean, a, a part of me does kind of miss, uh, miss the times of, like, when the last generation version of the game was created by a different studio and was an entirely different game. Like, the Harry Potter ones or, like, I think Assassin's Creed Black Flag, was it? And Rogue? Was like Rogue the 361 and no, Black Flag was? No, I, I, it was after Black Flag. I'm pretty sure uh -huh. it, was, uh, it was either Unity or Syndicate. And then, yes, Rogue was the 361. Yes. And that, so. I think you're right. Yeah. So, I, I mean, like, may, maybe give 
another studio, partner studio, a, a small game to make on the last gen. And you know what? The people with the next gen consoles will buy it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know if I agree a hundred percent with that mentality and that move. I think we're fine with what they're doing now, but anyway let's get on to our next story the next story is one i'm excited about i mentioned rainbow six siege uh, earlier today and we finally get some news on the next rainbow six game ubisoft is renaming rainbow six quarantine uh to rainbow six extraction now i think it's pretty obvious that considering the past year with the pandemic and a lot of us being in quarantine um that it's a kind of a bad luck to then release a game, especially if it's releasing anytime soon, with the word quarantine in, in the title. That's all Bill Gates is doing. <laughs> Why do you think he's putting out a new Windows? He knows 10s is tainted. Now, we're also going to get more information on this at Ubisoft Forward, which is their yes. E3 event. Uh, that is June 12th. I believe yeah. that's this Saturday. And so, like I yes. said, this Saturday and Sunday kind of kicks off the traditional E3 press conferences. And so the Ubisoft Forward is going to be at 2 p.m. Eastern this Saturday. And I am very, very excited. I mean, I'm excited for Ubisoft Forward as a whole. I Ubisoft is one of my favorite developers. And so, but uh, seeing what this is and seeing this Rainbow Six game being a PvE-focused game is, is exciting for me. I, I feel like... I keep talking about this with my friends and stuff like that, is that we are looking for the next PvE game, right? The next cooperative game that we can play as a group. Because as much as we enjoy playing some of these competitive games as a team, I think that they are getting sick of me yelling at them for being bad at them. And so we need a... They all, they all can't be like me. <laughs> yeah, just, right. Just stand in the back and let you work your magic and just cheer you on. Go, Rob. Go. <laughs> uh, all joking. All joking aside, <laughs> I, I am looking forward to seeing what this is. And after what they've done with Rainbow Six Siege and Ubisoft as a in general with their games, I cannot wait to see what they bring with this. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so that I think Ubisoft kicks off the weekend yeah. with their forward headed into Gearbox uh, right after at five p.m. Uh, and so Ubisoft is talking about For Honor, Watch Dogs Legions, The Crew 2, Rainbow Six uh, extra- Extraction. What's it? Extraction, yes. Yeah. Uh, showing off a bit more of Far Cry 6, a new updates to Valhalla and Siege, and also discussing projects from their film and television division. Um, I don't know if you had much time to watch Mythic Quest, but the episode they j- just did no sp- uh, last week. No spoilers was fantastic okay um they they tend to do this thing where i think in episode in season one it's episode five and then i think it's episode five or six in season two they just do these standalone episodes uh that kind of weave into the main story uh but they're they're you, they could be their own episode of the television but you're just like wow give this thing an emmy <laughs> it, it, it's fantastic from beginning to end uh the acting the writing it, it's it's nothing like the rest of the show which is weird to say but it's something they do that really works um yeah so you've got kind of the whole schedule if we can just run through it uh gearbox like you said is coming up afterwards on saturday at uh, 5 p.m eastern 2 percent 2 p.m pacific they have a bunch of leaked kind of news and what we can expect it looks like we are going to get a spin-off of borderlands with tiny tina set to be the lead in that i'm excited to see what that is 
Um, I think there are not enough games like Borderlands, honestly. Uh, we are getting some more. I mean, Outriders is kind of that looter shooter. Mm-hmm. But like like Outriders, I think we need more of these games that aren't live games, right? While Borderlands does add more content, it's not a Destiny. It's not a, you know. Have they added a lot to um um, Borderlands 3? There's, in terms of expansions? There's been four expansions, I think, so far. Seriously? Yeah. I've played and finished two of them. They were both really good. I really enjoyed them. And so... Uh, wow, I feel like I heard nothing about uh, the expansions. Um, wow, that's that's impressive. Yeah. And then on oh. on Sunday, we have the Xbox and Bethesda Showcase, which I already mentioned earlier, at 1 p.m. Pacific. Uh, sorry, 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific. We've got Square Enix at 3.15 Eastern. We've got Warner Brothers at 5 p.m. Now, so Square Enix did announce uh, what they're kind of bringing. It's uh, a brand new game from Eidos Montreal. Um, uh, Eidos Montreal was their Deus Ex studio, so Human Revolution, Mankind Divided. Um, I know a lot of people are a bit upset that Mankind Divided ended on a cliffhanger. So they say, they say, wait, they say it's a new game? So maybe it's a new Deus Ex? Who knows? Uh, probably not with the sales of the last one. Yeah, right. But it would be nice to see them at least wrap that up. Uh, oh, they're saying the studio's next game is reportedly Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, that would be cool. I'm down for more Marvel, Marvel projects, especially after how good uh, Spider-Man has been. Hopefully it's better than Avengers. Uh, I mean, yeah. Avengers is fine. Yeah. It just, you know, it didn't need to be a live game. Yeah. I think I uh, I think I agree. I think I'm, I am tentatively excited every time I hear about a new Marvel's game, uh, a Marvel game, but also, I, I don't know. They're not all going to be, Marvel Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Right? Yeah. But they should be better than Marvel's Avengers. Honestly, if Marvel's Avengers had just built itself as a single-player game, right, and just had that single-player campaign and maybe expanded on that a little bit longer, like, that would have been enough, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. Because that single-player portion of that that, game is very, very good. good. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. I, I had to just delete it off my Xbox yesterday <laughs> to make room for Apex. I, 112, oh, 112 gigs. Yeah, it's, it's I, moved it, I moved it to cold storage. When we finally yeah. get this War for Wakanda expansion, I'll move it back maybe. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, they detailed their showcase will feature Babylon's Fall from Platinum Games, uh, Life is Strange True Colors from Deck Nine, Marvel's Avengers, uh, which they'll be detailing the Black Panther War for Wakanda expansion. Which will add Black Panther and Wakanda um, to the world. They didn't list Final Fantasy 16. I expect it to be an end of a show surprise. Square usually does something. I think this is the game they do it with um, because it seems, from everything I've heard, it's farther along uh, than most people expect it to be. Uh, even when they showed the initial reveal trailer on uh, at Sony's event, it was a lot further than I expected. The combat, <coughs> the enemies, uh, you know, it seems like they have a good grasp of what this game is. And, you know, if it's not the end of this year, probably early next year um, for Final Fantasy 16. Uh, I'm excited to see more. That's like, that's my hype uh, game for E3. I mean, I agree with you that I think we're going to hear about it as well. It's not my hype game for E3. Yeah, and Babylon's Fall, you know, 
it's it, it's action. Platinum Games is known for their action. Mm. So let's see what they can deliver with this one. Uh, you know, we talked about Ubisoft, you know, more Far Cry 6 uh, look. Um, For Honor, Trackmania, Crew 2. Um, Watch Dogs Legion, whose premium expansion Bloodline is due to launch at the end of the month. There's a lot going on there. Uh, and then, let's see. We talked to Warner Brothers. Uh, they're back for Blood, which I'm excited for. Uh, I need a new Left 4 Dead in my life. Yeah. And that looks to be, you know, it's the spiritual successor, even the studio uh, uh, that's developing it are, I think, X-Valve? Yes, they, uh, they are. They Turtle Rock Studios was formed by people who had worked and created the uh, Left 4 Dead franchise. Of course, they came and they did. Evolve was like their first title as a new studio. And while I think that had some good ideas, it just didn't hit the same way that uh, Left 4 Dead. This yeah. is the game that as a that my group of friends is most excited about as a whole. Um, as I said, we want some more co-op and PVE games, and this is right up our alley. I am very, very excited for this. I'm kind of bummed out that it doesn't look like we're going to hear about all the DC games coming out of there. You know, the Suicide Squad and uh, it'd be nice to see. Uh, um, to be Gotham honest. Knights, but like I know, like fuck J.K. Rowling, but I really want to see more of that Hogwarts game. Uh, yeah, that I'm excited looks that really too. good. Uh, yeah. I'm, I, I can't wait to see more of that. Uh, PC gaming show and futures game show uh, wrap up Sunday night. Um, damn, Sunday is long. <laughs> yeah, it usually it usually thing. is. I mean, even when yeah. we had a more traditional E3 where they actually held something in person, Sunday was always the day where I would wake up and be like, "All right, I'm down here for the rest of the day," and then just playing video games in between the press conferences. Um, yeah. Going into Monday, um, we're gonna get a broadcast starting at eleven. AM Eastern, that's going to have some news from Capcom, Take-Two, Mythical Games, Freedom Games, Razer, and some uh, indie developers will have presentations throughout the day. Now, Capcom's presentation will be at 5.30 Eastern, and they will focus on their slate of upcoming games. Now we're talking Great Ace Attorney Collection, Monster Hunter Stories 2, and then Resident Evil 4 for Oculus VR, which I'm actually excited for. Cause I, don't, I don't know if we talked about this before, but I've never actually played Resident Evil 4. And so Ugh. I think this is going to be my first. I own it. Uh, I own like the 360 version, I think. Or the Xbox One I mean, version, sorry. I think just play in VR because of that. Yeah. I, I, want, I, want, I don't know if you can stream a VR game, but I, I would really like to see you stream it. Yeah, <laughs> I, stream I, think, I, think, I think I could figure that out actually, how to, how to stream it. And so, um, but also they reportedly have more Ace Attorney Resident Evil games in its plan. I, I would be excited to see another Resident Evil game. I, I think it's kind of soon after. I think we might get, they might announce DLC for Village. Yeah, um, I, I could also see, even though we are getting this Oculus VR, I wouldn't be crazy surprised if they announced or teased a Resident Evil 4 remake in the vein of Resident Evil 2 and Resident Evil 3 remake. Yeah. I I mean I'd be down for that as well. Um I you know I think there's interesting stuff they could do with Village. There's the game wasn't long so and you know I think the same thing with 7 they, they, those two weren't long games right. but the DLC can definitely expand out on what's right there. Yeah, so. and and no spoiler you know regarding Village, but that game at the very end goes some places. 
and mm-hmm. so I think there's a gap as well that they could fill in maybe with some DLC stuff. Yep. Uh, so I mean, you know, we'll we'll see, <laughs> we'll see what ends up coming to that. And then Take Two Interactive is having a panel that kicks off at 1:15 Eastern. <laughs> I think it, and th- there will be no Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, um, it'll be online. There'll be some three-type anniversary announcement for GTA Online. Um, I don't think they're going to put out another Grand Theft Auto game uh, and announce it at E3. Um, I think I and it'll be Red Dead Online. I think stuff. I think I agree with you. I think the most exciting yeah. thing about Take Two Interactive would be whatever's coming out of Private Division, where we have Where'd it? Private Division is actually like their publishing label that d- okay. does the smaller kind of indie like titles uh outer worlds the before microsoft bought oblivion not oblivion obsidian right mm-hmm. before microsoft bought obsidian that game was being published by private division which is actually why it came out on um other platforms as well okay and so oh, that makes sense yeah That'd be cool. Um, I mean, Outer Worlds was a fantastic game. Yeah. Uh, that I need to go back to and finish. Uh, okay, leading yeah. it, leading into Tuesday, June 15th. We talked about Nintendo. We talked about Nintendo already, and then we're going to get Bandai is uh, having a showcase at 525 Eastern. So they, today there was some news that they've registered Ridge Racer and like Rave Racer, Ace Driver. So I think we're getting a new ridge racer game <laughs> being announced at uh their event cool so you know what it's bandai namco is such an interesting publisher to me just because i never think about them <laughs> when you talk about like the big publishers they're the first ones to mine but they are they do quietly release quality titles at a regular clip and so right. I, where's their wiki I'm, I'm excited to see what could come next i'm sure we're gonna get some anime stuff out of them as well and then thurs- yeah. Thursday, we're getting EA Play Live. They're going to hold their presentation. Uh, it doesn't seem like they still have. Okay, they're waiting. They're go- they're, it's, no, it's it's Thursday the following week. Oh, for yes, that's, EA. that's yeah. No, it's not even the following week. It says Thursday, July twenty second. So that would be a month later. Um, is that right? I, I might let me just double check that. Yeah. Uh, play 2021. Listen, they've always done their own kind of thing when it comes to like E3 and stuff like that, and so I wouldn't be too surprised. Yeah, July 22nd. You're right. Yeah. It's not even this month. All right, so we can talk about that more when we get closer to yeah, July. Surprising, surprising absence. Sony. I honestly expected to hear something, and I'm gu- I'm guessing they don't care and rightfully so like they can just throw out a direct whatever they want yeah but. i think i think that even last year the year before that i think we they were already on this road they were, we already knew i already knew that they were going to kind of continue to do this for the foreseeable future and so i'm not surprised as well uh, i mean i'm not surprised uh i do what i am surprised is that they haven't just announced when their next like that they are going to have a direct like i always even though they do it separate i always thought they would still have something this week right because why why let everybody take over the conversation when it comes to gaming and Mm -hmm. i guess there is a chance that they could still have something right because they don't have anything announced for this week and so there's still a chance that they could have something i know they did just do that uh direct that uh no what is it what they call they don't call it direct state of plays State of play. Yeah, yeah, they did just have that state of play with the 
Horizon info. And so, yeah, I don't know. It is kind of... They're not hurting for sales right. in any sort right. of matter. So, yeah, right. Do, yeah. They don't necessarily have to do this. Um, yeah. Maybe... maybe like, and, like, maybe, they already have, like, a decent lineup of stuff that's coming out either this year or next year. So why tease something even further out yeah if you don't need to i think though i do think we need dates soon on things yeah um and i'm sure we don't have dates yet because they don't have dates yet but i don't know yeah i mean we also have jeff Keeley's stuff so maybe there's they'll be announcing stuff through um, right. summer games fest right all right so that's e3 oh yeah i mean speaking of sony let's go right into this next bit uh team asobi yeah. which is the team that have made the astro games for sony is now a separate sony owned studio you know what good for them yes agreed because they probably made the game of the year yeah. uh, so far with uh a pack and demo i i with i think they made a very 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 good game that is much better than what a pack and demo would imply i agree yes <laughs> but you know it, it was a demo for that controller and like what yeah. you know the, the entire sh- showcase around Astro's Playroom was to show developers hey like this is how you could use the dual sense or the, the adaptive triggers uh, for like climbing or you know the rumble for you know weather effects and it is an amazing showcase it truly felt like the first time in maybe two generations where I felt like whoa this is like this is next gen this is this is something that's never come around before um and so i'm I'm really excited that they might get to you know that they do get to go on and do uh more creative stuff yeah i'm excited to what they see what they yeah. do next while the that pack-in was a technical showcase and demo for the controller it was also just a fun game in its own right and to this day they still have shown what the controller can do best and even some of the things that other games have taken and used, they still haven't done it as well as they have. So I am excited to see what, what they do next and see what they do with, you know, hopefully a bigger uh, game going forward. I would like to stick to the their plat to a platformer. I think that I you know because I enjoy that genre. I think we could use more of those on these yeah. uh, current gen consoles. And so, yeah, I'm excited. This was, I saw this and it, it, I thought this was great news and good for them. Yeah. Uh, you want to talk about 100%. this, this next news? Yeah. So Shin Megami Tensei five was a game first revealed alongside the Nintendo switch, uh, back in that January direct where they revealed the game, the controllers, everything about the Nintendo switch. And we only heard about it once more i think since then and that was like a few years later and so it looks like one of the announcements that will likely come out of the nintendo's direct was leaked on the official site uh, stating that you know shin megami tensei 5 will come to switch on november 11th which finally it's nice to have some sort of date um you know simultaneously global launch and then there are some more details about um you know, the world, the characters, and, you know, what the general story uh, will be about. Uh, not too much there uh, about that. So, I mean, finally, uh, I'm just excited. Atlas takes their times with these games. It is one of their temple franchises. So, I'm glad to see it finally coming out. All right. Why don't you roll us into the next story? This next one is one of those things that I think it's very, very cool. Not for me, but very, very cool nonetheless. 
Yeah, so Panic uh, has finally had their first, uh, I guess, announcement of uh, the play date. This was supposed to come out last year, but got pushed back. And also saw a price increase due to parts because, you know, everybody needs processors and whatnot, and it's driven up the price. Yeah. So the play date, the play date is a small device. It's kind of like a, a Nintendo controller with a screen and a crank um, that allow that will download two games a week to your device. Um, you don't know what they will be. They will just appear, and you can play through them. Then uh, the crank is used in uh, really uh, intuitive ways. Uh, it, it's a cool way for indies to just put something cool and creative out there. Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna come in at uh, one seventy nine, and and with the purchase of it, you include season one, which is twenty four original playdate games, which is double the uh, than the initial, uh, delivered weekly at no extra charge. Um, I really like the yellow on this. Yeah, uh, I, they also I agree. I really do. Yeah. Uh, they also announced a stereo dock, uh, so it allows for wireless charging. Uh, it's also a speaker, and it can hold a pen, and you also get a pen that they designed for it that they were really excited about. Um, you know, it's, it's a magnetic charging dock thing. Um, no price on that. Some of the games that were announced from the 24. Um, there's some big names that have attached uh, to it, like the creator of um, The Return of the Obra Dinn uh, showed off what he was working on with it. Uh, you know, <laughs> there's this uh, one up here that's like Demon Quest 85, which kind of reminds me of, uh, yeah, I think it's Dragon Quest or Demon Souls. Uh, like, but, you know, it, it's fun, it's quirky. Uh, excited to see how it all comes together. They're uh, announcing pre-order starting next month. They'll give a week heads up. Nintendo, take note if you announce the Pro. That's how you do it. <laughs> give everybody a heads up. Um, yeah, it, 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 it's a fun little concept. I'm still on defense about if I want to pick this thing up, but it looks cool. It, it's creative. Um, I don't want it to be the next Ouya. Yeah, but right. It, it, it might rub me that way I, I think, a little bit. I think it gives off hard Ouya vibes. Yeah. But I think where it separates itself is that it doesn't take itself as serious as Ouya did. I think it yeah. knows that it is a niche kind of just fun product. I mean, look, they made a big deal about the charging stand also being able to hold a pen and they give you a pen with it. Like, it doesn't feel like they're taking themselves super serious. Yeah. But I think they're treating it with the right amount of seriousness i should say you know it's not that this yeah. thing isn't a joke these comp these smaller indie devs that are making these games you know are making actual games and they are treating it serious but it is also supposed to be just kind of this cool thing right so the part of me yeah. like i don't think this is for me in the sense that i don't think i would play much of it but there is a part of me that's like it is a cool little piece of tech even as something that's like kind of silly yeah it, it, it does entice me yeah like um what's the like an analog came out with the pocket which i yeah, thought right was more off my boat and that i printed that in a heartbeat because i love the game boy advance i love that those handheld uh era of games and i would love to play those uh again uh, in a machine that kind of plays them all uh but with this it's still a hundred eighty dollars is not a cheap amount of yeah. money to drop on 24 games that I don't even know what they are. 
uh, outside of like a few video snippets. Uh, if it, it turns out to be really cool, might pick it up. Uh, but yeah, the price point's a little bit pricey for me. Um, all right, let's go ahead and get into our final news story. This was actually, <coughs> excuse me. This was actually released um, and kind of announced la- yesterday, and I think the update released uh, this morning. Actually, yeah, like early this morning. The update released early this morning, and that's okay. that's Fortnite's new season. I mean, this had been teased. We had known for a, a little while that it was probably going to be alien themed, and it is right. And so, yeah, it's the update includes you know flying saucers, rail guns. I actually updated Fortnite, and I think I'm going to give this a try. I think that I dabbled in Fortnite last season just because it did seem to shake up the formula quite a bit with the crafting and stuff like that with the primal season. I just did not enjoy the way it shook it up, if I'm being honest. Now, they've got rid of those weapons, and they're introducing new ones that are basically the crafting system will work so that they are... Uh, you can craft variations of old weapons that had been in the game previously. And so what makes me excited about this, what makes me want to give it a try, is that some of the characters that they are bringing in this battle pass. So we have, uh, I think you have it up right here. We have Superman, uh, it being aliens themed. There's going to be Rick from Rick and Morty. I'm sure at some point you'll see Morty as well. In his own animation style. Yeah, so they like, so, from the show. Yes, so they've done this actually with other skins with like oh, have they really? Yeah, with like their anime skins, for example, look like anime manga drawn characters. Wait, there's anime skins? Yeah, I mean from not, like actual no, series not or from, not from Fortnite. No, not from, from Fortnite. Like okay. their own creations. And so the thing about this update that I think is super interesting and super exciting is that the battle pass itself will have actual like groups where you pages, I think it yeah, was. pages where instead of unlocking gear in a linear fashion, the way that all battle passes have worked up to this point is you can kind of use the stars that upgrade your battle pass to spend on the actual items you want. Now, granted, if you get to level 100 of the battle pass, you're going to get everything anyway. But there are times where I dabble back in games like these, you know, where I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to get the base battle pass and see if I can get to the character I actually want. And then I Mm -hmm. get, you know, halfway through or or quarter of the way through, and I never even get the one I actually wanted. And so being able to kind of jump around the battle pass and stuff like that feels like, the next evolution in these things. And even if it's not, it is the most consumer friendly way to go about this. Now, I don't know how the pages unlocking actually works. If there is some kind of gating, I don't think you can go in there and get the level 100 skin and stuff like that right away. So I have to, I think, I think as you unlock the uh, complete pages, you unlock new ones. Uh, I quickly watched that video late last night. Yeah. So um, when it dropped, so I want to take a look at it and see exactly how it, mm-hmm. it works out and see if there is a way to maybe, if there is a way to get some of the things later on and that would normally be later on in the track, uh, that would be much cooler. Cause obviously I want, you know, I want Superman before I want some Fortnite character, if I'm being honest, yeah. you know? And so, so I, I got a question for you. Sure. You're a big DC guy, right? Uh, yeah. Yes and no. Okay. But would you believe that Clark Kent plays as Batman in Fortnite? Uh, yes. A hundred percent. hundred percent. Yeah. A hundred percent. 
Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was a little fun uh, Easter egg that they uh, threw yeah. in there. Um, I mean, but listen, like, the, the f- uh, w- w- watching like <laughs> these tra- trailers, the one thing that kind of like shocked me is like there seems to be a very heavy PVE element to the battle royale uh, now. Like, and then Superman can fly. It's that normal, or is that like a limited game mode thing? Like, I I can't. Is, is flying just a thing now? Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I didn't see him flying. Like, I, I watched this trailer once. I didn't notice him actually flying in game. Uh, I mean, there is, there is. They have, they have introduced items that have given you, not necessarily like flying. So that you know what that was? Him flying yeah. right there. That's him landing from the plane, probably from the bus. Oh, I, I, I bet you that's how he comes in. Right? It's something like that. Um, I don't think that's something he could just pop up and do in the middle of a, a fight necessarily. Yeah, I was gonna say that's kind of yeah. crazy. I remember with the Mar- with the Marvel uh, season, like they had like the items you can get yes. that yes. had those special effects. But okay. but they have added more. You mentioned them adding more PVE elements, and they have had PVE elements the past few seasons. I'm trying to think if you even started at the last like uh, chapter, right? Because they're on chapter two now of the Fortnite. Mm-hmm. Oh, chapter yeah. two seven uh, season seven yeah um i don't know why i just said of the Fortnite. like i'm like 60 years old talking about some game i don't know anything about but yeah so they have had some pve elements and oftentimes that results in you getting um you know better weapons out of it and yeah. so i still think that the one problem that holds me back from Fortnite and playing Fortnite is the emphasis on building is still so strong i mean when once you get past a certain skill level and and threshold it just becomes a build battle battle, and then hoping that you get an opening to shoot your shotgun and hopefully your shotgun hit more for more than theirs and i don't know i i i really miss the feel of old Fortnite and like I, like I get why they added turbo building, but sometimes I'm just like, let's slow it down a little bit. But even then, people are just building at such right. Ins- it's StarCraft yeah. like all over again. <laughs> um, yeah. But I mean, that being said, I am going to give this a try. I'm actually after this, I might hop on and, and play a little bit just to see what it's like. But uh, I think that uh, the concept of the whole season being revolved around aliens. I mean. I just think that Fortnite, regardless of how the gameplay has evolved, I think as far as content is concerned, they've been the best at just constantly bringing in new ideas and new takes and kind of messing with the formula and also not being afraid to try new things. I my, Like, for example, look at Warzone, uh, at Warzone, at Warzone, right? Call of Duty Warzone, mm-hmm. where the new map is just the old map. Right? They did like a time jump to the past a little bit, so some of the POVs are a little bit different. But it's still fundamentally the same map. The rotations feel the same. The fights feel the same. I was so disappointed, actually, in the new update for Warzone that that has also gone into cold storage, not to be touched, until they bring something Ooh. that brings me back. It just, you know, th- what Fortnite does is what these games need to do. They're always going to have their hardcore fan base. And yeah, there's a risk of alienating them. But by doing introductions and bringing new gameplay stuff in like they're doing now, and actually just bringing in these different IPs gets somebody like me who used to love playing Fortnite interested to at least try it again. And yeah, maybe I'm a sucker for 
going back and, and playing a game that probably fundamentally isn't different than the game I left, but at least it gets me booted up again, right? And more yeah. games need to be doing this. I don't think games should be playing it safe. I don't think games should be stagnant. And I think that's also why I like Apex so much, right? Is that the maps they've introduced have felt different. They're visually different. The rotations work out differently. The gunfights in different locations, they all feel different. And even if it doesn't work 100% for me, like, say, the one map we were playing last night, Olympus, that I still think is the third, I think it's the worst map, you know, the third best, but the worst map, uh, it still keeps the game fresh and keeps me going back. You know, part of me can't stand the map, and the other part of me is like, well, I just need to get better at this map. And so... Uh, yeah, I'm excited to 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 give this a look. I mean, it, there's the very real. There's a very real scenario where I come back on this podcast next week and tell you that I played tonight and tonight only, and then didn't touch it again because it is still a build battle mess. I'm kind of hoping that my skill level has degraded from not playing. And what I really need to do is I need to not play with people who have been consistently playing. I need to be play with somebody else who has. It's true. You laugh, but I played with last season a little bit with my brother and and matt who hasn't played like he's played maybe 20 matches total and actually had fun it was actually a good yeah. time whereas i think they did introduce skill based match- yes yes yeah. it's been there for yeah. a while and so when i play with like say my nephew who had like never left it and continue to play and pin in way more hours than me and pin in the time and creative learning how to get into these crazy build battles where that just that wasn't fun for me at all you know, yeah. so maybe that's just what it is, is I need to play with people who just don't play often, who are as bad as I am. That's what I need. So I need to continue to play I'll, with people I as bad want, as me. There should just make a battle royale mode where there's no building. It's just. Yeah. I mean, I would, I would or, or just make it ramps and walls and that's it. If you just yeah, have ramps, ramps and walls with no edits, like that's kind of how yeah. the old Fortnite felt where it was just ramps, walls, yeah. no edits. That was fine. The stuff that's mm-hmm. going on now is. I don't know. And listen, I'm sure we sound like two old, old, old men, men yeah, <laughs> yelling into screaming at the clouds, yeah, yelling into the ether. But it, you know, I want Fortnite was better without yeah. walls. <laughs> I would love to get back to that. I missed that Fortnite. Honestly, I missed the feeling I mean, of it not feeling like we were playing for the world, the Fortnite World Series every single match, yeah. where it just felt like this goofy battle royale. And so, yeah, there was um. I think in the earlier seasons, you couldn't build, or maybe you could, but people used to just hide in a bush. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, to get by. Yeah, I mean, people still kind of do that, honestly. Yeah. And yeah, but it just does it. I mean, once you, like I said, once you get to a certain uh, skill level and you're matched with certain players, that just doesn't work anymore. And so, yeah. But I think that wraps it up, right, for the news for this week. Yeah, that wraps it up for the news. Um, I think we got maybe have some housekeeping stuff to go through um, really quick. Uh, I do want to apologize for the late stream. Uh, the advertised it was a bit rocky, uh, just getting this thing started. Turns out, disable all your microphones. That works. Hopefully, this audio comes in fine. Um, next week, uh, actually, no, tomorrow we have uh, Loki debuting. So I believe Norton and I are doing a Loki podcast for six weeks. Um, might stream it. I have to still figure out th- that situation there. But we'll, you know. Good luck. If you 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, if you uh, enjoy this, if you enjoyed our Captain and the Winter Soldier uh, or, or One Division podcast, uh, then you'll definitely uh, enjoy the Loki ones. Uh, definitely come back. Stay tuned for that. I'm. I think me and you will need to sit down and talk about how exactly we're going to tackle next week because I know I'm playing at least four games between now and next week, and we have E3 as well. So unless we're planning on doing a five-hour podcast, um, we'll have to figure out what exactly or or a method of how we do next week's podcast. Yeah, I think I have some ideas. We'll figure it out. It'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. And again, uh, sorry for the uh, in, you know the bumps in the road, but should have this all smoothed out by next week. It's okay. I forgive you. <laughs> uh, as always... If you're watching live, uh, you can continue to watch us at twitch.tv slash the work print. We will be here Tuesdays around 9 o'clock, 9.30. depends on technical difficulties. If you're listening to it as a podcast format and you want to check it out live, again, twitch.tv slash the work print. If you want to follow me over on social media at sunnyvice20, S-U-N-N-Y-V-I-C-E-2-0. That is at Twitter uh instagram pretty much all social medias it's also if you want to catch some of my streams at twitch.tv slash sunnyvice20 earlier today i popped in for a small hour and a half stream with my son to play a little bit more of it takes two and unfortunately you know considering the way my life is i'm not that consistent i'm not on a consistent schedule i should say so make sure that you follow the page and then you have notifications open also Make sure to come and like twitch.tv slash the work prayer. I mean, Bilal has put in so much work to kind of make this podcast look and, and sound good. I spent my weekend working on this and not playing video games. And uh, like, it, it, it's frustrating because I do want, to, like, I want this to have a professional look and feel. And as soon as I go to hit the live button and things don't go work, it's, it, it's like the scenes changed. Everything just like, warped in a way i didn't expect it to and i spent countless hours before this podcast even started just working on it to make sure everything was good uh we were supposed to have three people this episode and so two hours before uh the third person told me they couldn't make it and i had to recreate all the scenes for two people (laughs) so which i should have done on sunday yeah but i you know it, it is what it is yeah but I love, I love it. Well, <laughs> so. make sure you show them how much you love it by coming by the page, liking it. And Bilal, why don't you let them know the rest of the handles where they can follow you, where they can follow the work print. Yeah, you guys can uh, follow me at Bilal underscore me on, on Twitter, at Night Mystic on Twitch. And you can always follow the work print at the work print on Twitch, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, and yeah, you know, uh, give us a like, give us a subscribe at you know, it helps with what we're trying to build. Um, yeah. And, you know, thanks again, everybody, for tuning in. Yeah. And, and we'll, yeah. And yeah. real quick, if, if you did enjoy it, make sure, like you said, to give us a follow, tell a friend. If you thought it was awful and, and hated it, don't say anything about that to anybody. Keep that to yourself. Cause if you don't have anything nice yeah. to say, don't say anything at all. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Until next time. Bye bye. Bye bye.